As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome, listeners, to The Extra Inch. My name's Wendy, and I'm joined by my sidekick and best friend, Bardi. Hello, Bardi. Watch it, Tottenham, on a Wednesday night. Here I am. He, he speaks, he speaks. And uh, tried to silence me. I don't, don't speak over my intro, Bardi. You're going, chaotic, you're going full <laughs> chaos already. And our tactics guy, and a man who wants to sell all of our players all of the time, it's Nathan E. Clark. Get Hello, Nathan. them out. Get them out. They're brilliant. <laughs> They're terrific. Get out of my club. I love you. You're fantastic. Fuck off. <laughs> Perfect. You've really upset people on Twitter. I know. I know. I, I didn't. <laughs> stupidly, and it's obviously in retrospect, stupidly, I didn't anticipate such a... But of course, of course there is. I don't know. I just obviously am a weird guy. <laughs> It's it's the kind of thing you can absolutely say on a podcast <laughs> when there's no immediate clapback, like, but, but like but, only but, sixty minutes into the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's enough people no longer listening. Um, <laughs> definitely don't do that on Twitter again. It's not worth it. I should, it. The thing is, all I needed to do was go for like a more fantastical fee. If I just if I made it two hundred million, people would would receive That's it the true. way it's intended. That is absolutely true. Uh, we we've we've qualified for the Champions League, boys. Hey, we're playing on Wednesday nights. Never in doubt. Well, exactly. Never in doubt. And I hope a lot of people feel very silly after a week of unnecessary panic. Norwich are awful, really awful. Uh, And that was our easiest game of the season. It was it was perfect. It was a perfect way to see it out. And even more perfect because our beloved Sonny has uh, has got his hands on the golden boot as well. Uh, we shall definitely talk about that. Um, a couple of couple of bits of um, admin to deal with first. So, firstly, just a reminder that the the shop is open. The extra inch. Co. uk. 
check out our shop. We've got some merch designed by Trayton. It's really nice. And uh, if you want to be an ex-sub, we'd, we'd really appreciate your support. Uh, we'll be making content all summer. Uh, to become an ex-sub, you go to patreon.com forward slash the extra inch. Or if you just want to support us a different way, you can buy us a coffee on uh, coffee.com. So ko com forward slash the extra inch. Uh, we're looking for partners for July onwards. And that could be on a weekly basis, monthly basis or longer. Send any inquiries to podcast at the extra inch.co.uk. And I just wanted to say also a massive thank you to the the many, many people who emailed and messaged us about hair loss. Uh, that subject has has definitely struck a chord with people. Um, we are going to tackle lots of those emails on the next pod. This one is going to be more of a celebratory one. And we've got our uh, our ex-subs here for, for a live Q&A too. So uh, we'll, we'll tackle that in the next one. Um, let's start off with a quick chat about the Norwich game before we get some of our ex-subs on. Um, and we always start with the lineup. No surprises, though, in this case. Uh, Kulisevsky back in for Lucas, the only change from the last game. Um, the bench stacked with young players, although obviously none of them got on. Um, but Bardi, that was a, a relief that after some of the rumours about uh, viruses going around the, the squad, that there were no issues there. Yeah, I, I always appreciate a bit of ITK sliding into my, my DMs, but proper shout out for someone. I'm not going to out them for telling Gary me that his, um, <laughs> his, um, his wife works in the Gary Lineker production company or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite creative. And that uh, we had eight or nine players um, out with food poisoning. I mean, yeah, it, 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 would, it was never going to happen again. Um, but the, yeah, the lineup was fine. There were rumours about Romero starting over Sanchez, which would have been nice. But if that team versus Norwich, I, was, I felt pretty confident, even though after like nine minutes or so, I did get a bit nervous. And then after we went 2-0 up, I started going in hard on social media, which made me doubt it. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was never a doubt. They, they were terrible, man. And um, they were a great team to play when you when you need to when you need a win. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely glorious that Arsenal got their biggest win of the season, and we still bettered their result. Uh, that's uh, a nice way to end the season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan, anything of interest for you in this game? I mean, it just looked like a good team against a bad team, to be honest. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Arsenal for not getting battered on this one occasion. Um, <laughs> But I don't know. The, yeah, there is. There's so little to talk about in this game. It was only how we were feeling going into it, and I, I think I was confident. Is he say I was confident afterwards? Obviously, um, I mean, yeah. We just kind of just what, kind of a team under Conte. He just like get it done, basically. I mean, Norwich put their their strongest team out. Now, if we Frank Lampard, he was he made six changes, including dropping his goalkeeper. And I just just imagine had um, had Norwich done that. The, the Arsenal fans, the reaction the Arsenal fans would have had. It's just, um, I hope Frank Lampard gets relegated next year because he's an absolute mug. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I wasn't best pleased when I saw the Everton lineup and just saw like hefty rotation. It didn't seem very um, sporting, frankly. But uh, yeah, the kind of thing that, that Frank Lampard does. And mm. I, I totally agree. I hope he gets relegated and I hope he steps on an upturned plug as well. <laughs> um, so... Uh, we had a couple of questions ahead of ahead of the the Champions League qualification. So this was an interesting one from Leo um, Doseret, who says, in light of the dramatic events, does every player for a Premier League side have a Champions League bonus in their contract? If so, are they limited by other conditions, e.g. appearances, and what is their approximate value? And actually, um, we got an answer to that 
over the weekend because the Athletic uh, basically said that that Spurs players are sharing a bonus worth around three and a half million for Champions League qualification, and Antonio Conte will receive a two million pound bonus. I must admit, I thought the three and a half million between the squad seemed a little on the low side, but yeah, absolutely, Leo. The most most um, Premier League players will have numerous clauses in their contracts around goals, assists, mm. darts, uh, you know, what that's they some, achieve, cups, Champions League. That's just an extra week's wages for our top earners. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's it's kind of mad, isn't it? Um, after <laughs> all that massive achievement of kind of coming back from the position we were in at one stage this season to achieve Champions League qualification, and, and actually it's not... Financially, there's not that much kickback. It doesn't feel like that would be a a significant impact on motivation, which uh, my position is that players don't need motivation to to want to be and qualify for the Champions League. If that's the intention behind it, then... uh... Then I don't get it, but whatever. Yeah, mm. Nuno Nuno was a bit tight. He should have put that slider all the way to um, high bonus for for league finish. Instead, he probably put loads on. You know, in Football Manager, we have the options high, medium, low. He should have he should have put that slider all the way to the right. Uh, friends of mine who work for a top European club qualified for the Champions League previously, and they received a bonus which was like very significant, and they went out and you know bought cars and stuff. So, oh <laughs> wow, what? So the whole club received the bonus, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yes, every oh, every member of staff nice. gets in on the bonus. That's really nice. So yeah, if you're Harry Kane, the it's, it's a week's wages, and if you're you know some mug in the scouting department, then uh, then you're really partying. Yeah, yeah. Some, some mug. That poor guy. He's the one who scoured Kulusevski and Bentancur. <laughs> he de- he deserves his money. I don't think they took too much scouting, to be honest. Either uh, they 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 were they've been fantastic, and um, another fine example from Kulusevski. I've got a um, a Swedish follower who sends me all kinds of images whenever Kulusevski does something great. Is that uh, Apex? It is Apex, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a character. Um, I, I also, I must say, I thought Ben Tenkul was was really impressive. Uh, the two bits of composure leading to the first two goals were just mm. were just lovely. Like, he, he didn't even really need to look up. He just knew instinctively where his teammates were and, and found them immaculately. It was, yeah, really, really good. And uh, Hjoipia was enjoying himself out there today as well. I mean, basically... Mm. Our central midfielders could do whatever the hell they wanted because Norwich weren't going to put any pressure on them. Yeah, yeah. The first like the first five touches Tottenham had in the box were with all with Hoybier for some reason. I'm not sure what that was about. Well, and then Bantankur as well. You know, yeah. having to to and that must have like they they must have cottoned on quite early on that they had a lot more freedom than they have recently because both of them were making lots of forward runs. I mean, I watched um, Tottenham versus Norwich for 90 minutes and I can't name a Norwich midfielder. I don't even, did they even touch the ball? I, all I remember from Norwich is, is Hanley because he looks like a, a doorman. Byram because he, he wiped out um, Kane. Krull and then Pookie and then that's it. I, I, can't, I couldn't name a midfielder. <laughs> So Sorensen is the is the guy they they rate I think uh, who was playing as one of the pivots, but him and Norman, I mean they, they 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 were so sort of waif like and <laughs> uninvolved uh, that they may as well have not been there. You're right, it was uh, it was really not good from Norwich, but you know that's why I was so confident last week about saying we've done this because they are horrendous. And I've got a, a friend that's a season ticket holder at Norwich, and he was like. If you can't beat this team, you, you really don't deserve Champions League, which is absolutely fair enough in hindsight. I would like um, to take a moment as well before we move on, just to hmm. celebrate the fact that Burnley are no more, and we won't have to deal with their time wasting 
And I'm, I'm going to have to think up some new content because I'm going to lose all my potato references. So um, that's sad, but I'm happy they're gone. So, you know, as, as Bardi knows, because I mention it to him all the time, my uncle's <laughs> Burnley fan. Uh, so I feel sad for my uncle. Um, but <laughs> stylistically, I mean, um, Leeds are a much more interesting team. Well, they and were. I think uh, <laughs> they, they, they were. I mean, I, but I think they, I think maybe, maybe they will be. I'm, I'm interested to see what Marsh right. can do with Leeds. Uh, I know John is not at all impressed so far. He's not. Uh, he's really, really not a fan of, of Marsh and just sort of <laughs> sees him as a motivator and not a lot else right now. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more interested in seeing Leeds than, than Burnley without Dyche. I mean, Burnley without Dyche is, is, a, is pointless. Well, <laughs> I mean, they genuinely could plummet down the leagues now. But um, Burnley were, yeah. were interesting for a while because, yeah, okay, they're just another team that parked the bus, but like they, they did it more zonally than, than man-orientatedly. And that was like an interesting quirk and it was working and they were dramatically overperforming their defensive end of expected goals. That was good for like a season or two, but like, goodness me, that they, they overstayed their welcome in the Premier League. Hell yeah. Like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, so, so one of the things we always talk about when, um, when teams go down is whether we would be interested in picking up any of their players. So oh, okay. uh, Burnley, obviously the, the, the big names are McNeil and Cornet. Yep. Would you be interested in either of those? Both of those players are on my um, wing back shortlists. Ah, Corne is a wing back. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. been playing as a forward for Burnley, so yeah, I've not really has. seen him play wing back. Prior to that, he was playing um, a winger role, which obviously at Burnley is the equivalent of, mm. <laughs> or even a more defensive role than a than a Conte wing back. I think he profiles quite similarly to to McNeil in several ways. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I so, like McNeil a lot. I think he's got a lot of talent. Yeah, yeah. Buddy, you, I mean, I imagine you want Tarkovsky. No, I, 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 I really like Pope. I think Pope's an excellent goalkeeper. He is decent, actually, isn't he? I, people, go, people go about his talk about his feet like he's bad, but he's got better feet than Lloris. And oh, um, for sure, Lloris, yeah. So I think Pope would be a um, a, a nice signing. He's English as well, and he's pretty young. <laughs> he's not that young anymore, <laughs> uh, but he is English. Uh, but it sounds like it sounds like we've done our goalkeeper business, and we're going to snap up Fraser Forster. I think that's not a bad move either. That's all right. Oh, really? So you're you're a pro Forster? Well, I think he's better than Gallini. He's better than Hart. He's better than Gazaniga. So there's an improvement there. Interesting. So there's a lot of people that think that he's worse than Joe Hart? <laughs> no, no, come on. Joe Hart, well, Joe Hart was a, a corner flag with some gloves sellotaped to it. That's all he was. <laughs> Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, Bardi, get get lining up some some ex subs to come and ask us questions, hmm. uh, and uh, and and get get them organised, get them get them lined up. And in uh, the meantime, nice one, I'll, yeah, nice one. And in the meantime, I will ask uh, Nathan this one. Um, this is from Ty, who is an ex sub. He says, "If Spurs qualify for the Champions League, um, will Steven Bergvine become a cult hero for his goals against Leicester?" <laughs> Probably not. I think he just becomes like, "Oh, do you remember when we had Steven Bergvine?" I guess he, maybe he's like, um, if you like, he really um, flies off. If he goes to Ajax for a couple of years, is outstanding there, and then goes to like I don't know another European, like a top European side, and it's like, "Oh, we had this guy, and blah blah blah. We didn't use him properly. That kind of thing." Um, I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think there'll be much of a cult hero status because there just wasn't enough like minutes on the pitch for that, really. Um, I, mm-hmm. uh, he's, <laughs> he has the quality, he has the worthiness of that, but I think he'll just be like, um, 
I don't know, not quite as bad as like a, oh, do you remember when we had Stan Booley at the club for like 18 months or whatever, you know? Um, he's just, he's such, like, yeah, okay, two really important goals in the end um, were the difference between Champions League and not, but he won't be seen in that light. Um, I think it would just be kind of weird that he was here and hardly played. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think he's just going to go on and become a really, really good player at his next club. And we're just going to regret how little we've seen of him. Um, I mean, if I have to sort of say the one thing I've been a bit disappointed with Conte so far, uh, it's definitely been his kind of, um, his, I, I suppose I suppose you'd call it lack of rotation. Um, but, but using some of the players that I like, <laughs> basically, <laughs> uh, and, and that's always going to happen. And when he gets more players that he's keen on next year, I'm sure he'll rotate more. But clearly, he just doesn't quite trust um, the backups as much as the first team. And like you know, I guess that's fair enough, really. Uh, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a shame to have not seen a bit more of Bergvine, particularly when he's impressed when he, when he has played. Fraser and Forster's, Barty, before we, we sorry, sorry gone. Fraser Forster's shot stopping numbers are in the negative oh, yeah. for the three seasons available on FB Ref. Ah, ah. Whereas Sam Johnson's were, were in the positive. So it sounds like Sam Johnston got a better offer financially. Mm, mm. Uh, Buddy, before you before you get some of our lovely ex subs on to mm. ask us questions, uh, I had a question from um, Alex via DM for you. Uh, he <laughs> asked, "What are your top five? Although let's make it top three because of time constraints. What are your top three cuisines in the world and why? And you're not allowed to include Italian. Um, I'd go Indian." Just because there's there's a load of selection, you can if you want to go veggie, you can stick veggie. If you want to go for meat, there's great options there. It's interesting. It's it can be fresh, it can be spicy. So Indian for sure. Um, for the same reason, I'd also go Thai because sometimes um, it feels a little bit cleaner, a little bit more precise, and I love Thai food. And then after that, probably French, but um, you can't eat a lot of French because it's a bit too much butter. But I love their, I love their way of eating, and I love that how they how they treat their wine and their bread and everything else like that. So I'd go Honestly, Indian, Thai, I, French. I swear to God, I thought you were going to say I love the way they treat their wives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I need to say French. I, do you know what? I I have so many happy memories of um of holidays in France with my family mm. growing up, like. I remember me and my dad would walk down to the boulangerie and a pick boulangerie. up a, a, a baton and yeah. some, some brie. And, and, you know, the French butter is so good. And so you kind of, you, you'd have like a, a massive chunk of baguette with a, with a bit of brie and salad. And, oh, it's lovely. That's a great lunch. And then obviously their, their, their cordon bleu stuff is all French food t- tastes nice when you're in France, I think, basically. And the, the thing about French food as well, it, it's a lot of fun eating it, but it's even more fun saying it. And um, <laughs> there was a restaurant that I went to with my wife la- during during lockdown 2020. We, we hired a camper van and did a tour in France. And there's this um, restaurant on the East Coast and it just does oysters and wine. And it's one of the most incredible food experiences I've ever had. And uh, that's the beauty of French cooking. But you can't have it all the time because they they do go a bit heavy on the butter. And garlic. And garlic as well. But um, the the whole culture around just going to get um, a baguette in the morning, going to a campsite, ordering your croissants for the morning, mm. it's brilliant. The French have got things sorted. So maybe I'm now talking about it, maybe I'm going to put the French in at one. But they, it's a mix. Indian, Thai and French. That's my top non-Italian three. Nice. I made my South Asian girlfriend a curry from scratch uh, 
ingredients available at home, no recipe book, and she loved it. And it's one of the, the greatest achievements of my life, to be honest. <laughs> oh, wow. How, how spicy did you go with that, Nathan? Uh, so I, I did, because <laughs> I can't um, handle spice for two reasons. Uh, one, which is that I'm like a pathetic white boy. And two, which is that I suffer from a medical condition that makes it much, much worse. So I had to separate them just before serving and, and spice hers up massively um, and, <laughs> and leave mine, you know, plainer. They're still, um, you know paprika and garlic and and stuff going on like that but yeah and just want to do a shout out because people have mentioned mexican and japanese they both deserve um, a solid mention yeah i went to uh sticks and sushi last week and the sushi was so good so good i love japanese food i also love lebanese food i think um that would make my top three um come on then bardi who's who's first up I'm nervous about this, but we're going to go with Cole. He was the first one to respond. I think he had his um, response copy pasted ready to go. So we're going to go Cole. Which Cole is it? We've got two Coles. Is it Cole Della? It's, it's, um, it's Cole Della. Della. It's Cole Della. I'm here. Mr. Della, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Um, I, I was about to, you know, wax lyrical about you guys and the podcast and everything, but I want to start off with a fuck Bardi for, <laughs> for what you said said just then. Um, <laughs> what did I say? That was oh, because you because you're always so eager to get on Oh yeah, okay. It's a good thing, though. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, No, so I, I was actually going to say, like, this season's been made a lot better for me, um, just from a purely selfish point of view. Uh, Getting to meet some guys from the Discord and stuff for all the games this season, Mm. including Bardi, for better or for worse. Um, It's been really great, and I'm I'm very (laughs) thankful for this community. Uh, But my my question for you guys, starting it off on like a like a happy a happy note. Um, Oh fuck off, Connor. Uh, what would you say is your favourite moment of the season? Simple as that. Oh, and you can't say the same thing as each other. You got to do an, an individual one. There you oh, go. Oh. Uh, I, I think it's. I think we're all going to want to say the same thing. Well, I've lost the I said it first. Oh, yeah, got there first. You got to do a different one. Okay, well, I'll have the I'll have the Leicester last minute winner, the Bergvine two in stoppage time. Nice. That, that was that was magic. Um, I'm going to go us beating Man City away. Uh, we didn't hold much hope then, and I think that was one of the first moments that people really started mm. to believe in Conte. Uh, I think that was a, that was a huge turning point for everyone. It really was a turning point. hundred oh, percent agree with that, Bardi. I think that's a really, really important point. When we look back at the season, that will definitely feel like a really momentous and victory. Um, but to be honest, there's been so many good moments this year since. Conte came in and uh, lots of very, very happy, happy memories from the season. Um, thank you, Cole. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate your support. Um, can't wait to hang out with you guys at uh, White Hart Lane next season. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be, I'll be there and I'll, I'll buy you all a beer. Um, There's a lot next? of them, Wendy. There's a lot of them before you start saying you're going to buy a beer. I'll be there and I'll be receiving a beer from Wendy. <laughs> with, with the money paid to me by the X-Ups. <laughs> Still own me. I remember going out drinking with Wendy when I ordered some top shelf tequila and um, we had a shot each. And then he downed his shot and went, that's it, I'm going home now. I, I just paid like 10 quid for one of his, a really nice shot of tequila. <laughs> and he just walked off on me. So if you're an ex-sub and you're waiting for Wendy to buy you, buy you a beer, don't don't hold your breath. Who's next, buddy boy? <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's, we've got John. High key, Peratitude. There we go. How is it going, everybody? Hey, man. Good. How are you? 
Very good. Very good. Uh, so my question's plain and simple. Uh, over under a week till Son gets sold to Madrid. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, it kind of builds off the last question. Um, where where would you guys say that this season ranks in terms of just enjoyment for you? Because I think it's definitely towards the top for me. Um, just with how terrible everything thing was before Conte came in. Obviously, we weren't at the bottom of the table, but the football was so bad. And um, just to kind of turn things around and actually enjoy watching Tottenham for the first time since before the pandemic was really great, I think. So how did you guys like it? Go on, Bardi, you go first. It's been great to be back in the stadium. That's that's the first and foremost. That's really important. Even watching the Nuno 1-0s, it was still nice to be back in the stadium, seeing friends and watching live football again. But um, the way it's kind of turned around under Conte has been brilliant. And I, it's it's up there, especially how the season ended. It's up there with Pochettino's best years, for sure. Mm, high praise. Nathan? God, yeah, I uh, I sort of don't know. I mean, I, I spoke um, last episode about how, like, I've been so down about Spurs for such a long time. And, and the last few weeks have really... There have been moments to enjoy prior, but the, the last the last couple of weeks have really, really picked up and, and made me fall back in love with Spurs. Um, and that's kind of unique from like, here's a really good season where I've enjoyed it all the way through and, and you know, been on the edge of my seat every weekend or twice a week. Um, but I guess like when I look back in retrospect, um, if, if like, I don't know, if this is where I'm back long term with Spurs again, then this has been such an important season for me personally. Um, really caring again and, and, um, yeah, it's it's kind of huge in that fact, right? I totally agree. I wrote, I wrote about this um, this morning on my blog, actually. It's because of where we came from. So, I mean, I'll, it was slightly different under Pochettino because it was like, um, it was a process. It was building over time as um, you know, incremental improvement. And there were some magnificent points on that journey. Uh, but in terms of like a sharp upward trajectory this season has felt pretty special to me uh i mean i I really do feel like we're 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 pulling together in the right direction i feel very excited about the future and uh yeah i i kind of i kind of have loved this year it's it's one of my favorites for sure it's one of my favorites of all time um you know and we we have got some of the best players that we've ever had at spurs at the moment and watching son young min do his thing is an absolute privilege. He, he's got the golden boot. He's one of the best players in world football at the moment. And, you know, he's turned up for the majority of weeks this season. He's been phenomenal. Uh, and that's been really special, really special. And the other thing is I absolutely am obsessed with, with uh, Cutie Romero. I, th- I think he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love him so much. And, uh, and he's, he's brought me a lot of joy. Um, okay. Hey, I do just have one thing I'd love to add to that though. Sure. Um, because I think one thing you guys were big proponents of specifically Nathan and Wendy, no offense, Marty, was <laughs> that, uh, we did have really good players. Like it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't the problem that the squad was terrible. And I mean, to bring in Conte, I mean, there was a period of time this year where people were upset that we lost Matt Doherty and to think <laughs> that could have happened 12 months ago is absolutely insane. So 
that that's been the biggest thing for me i think as well yeah there's definitely been a lot of redemption arcs haven't there <laughs> but like yeah we we can't like really ride off that because our position was like the quality in the squad is like Ndombele and Delhi and Lacelso and, and Bergwijn right so like like yes we we claimed that there was quality in the squad but like it wasn't where we were saying it was it was it was essentially not that, like any of those players our competent players can be like coached into oblivion <laughs> to play good football right by by one of the best coaches in the world mm, mm. yeah i i think uh th- there's yeah there's a, there's a really interesting discussion point there about the the players that conte decided to place faith in and why i think that's something we'll return to over the summer um because it's, yeah it's interesting for sure uh john thank you so much really appreciate the question uh who's next buddy we got dap next ah oh, some lilting irish tones dap how are you doing not too bad, you know, all things considered. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> decent, pretty decent day of Berkeley's. Um, so the question I had was sort of uh, addressed by John there at the very end with a bit of a tap in. So um, I, I feel like the question of the squad was as much as people have praised Wendy correctly for being adamant we can make top four. Uh, I think the squad was definitely a big question. I think over the last two years of Mourinho, which we all knew was going to happen because we've seen it happen at Chelsea, we've seen it happen at United, even though United seem to be going through it again. This idea that the squad is terrible and irredeemable and we needed to erase everyone out of it, that nothing was salvageable. If you remember, like, with Nuno, was Ben even playing under Nuno? I, I don't think he was, was he? Delhi. Delhi was playing. Oh, no, yeah. ben, no ben was, ben oh, no, yeah, no, 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 no. In the last couple of matches, he replaced Reglon as our starting attacking output to left back. Okay, then Maluno then saw it at the beginning and he was the actual genius of that redemptioner. But like the point being that um, I just think that the, as much as I think like Bentecourt and Kulisewski have been phenomenal and we've seen it today, um, I think the best thing about this season for me has been the even though it hasn't always been the players who wanted to be the upgrade of like Eric Dyer more for me than anyone else and Ben Davies and just how solid I had zero doubt going into the North London Derby when people were rightly panicking when Romero was gone. I worried for a second and then I realized I'm not giving Ben and Eric enough respect over how good they've been the last maybe three months. And I was just like more than only talking about how, how strong our attack has become. I think really the thing I've been impressed by considering how shambolic our defending has been for two years, just how confident I am that we will not concede goals. I completely agree. And it's, I'll go a step further and say that actually the role they play in possession is absolutely integral to the style more generally as well. The way they kind of, we tempt the teams towards us. So they have to show a lot of composure in possession uh, and, and Eric Dyer has been doing that since pretty much day one of Conte's uh, reign at Spurs. Uh, I, I really still think he goes under the radar a lot. I think he has had a fantastic season. Uh, really, like, so reliable and, and so, so competent. Um, so, yeah, completely agree with that point. Anything well, either of you would add? I'd also just like to say uh, the Hoybier disrespect He's come to an end. <laughs> he may have missed an absolute sitter because I think he thought Sun was offside because Norwich are that bad yeah. that they had someone on the line. And I, I genuinely think he didn't think anyone was back there. But uh, yeah, he has been really good and people need to uh, <laughs> need to stop being so ridiculous with Hoybeer. I hope he remains a key part of the, the team next season. He's, he's, he's a really, really, really important part of this team. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think, uh, I think Conte loves him. I mean... Could there be any more shots fired at me from that? Mm. People need to give him some respect. 
Um, he has Marty, been playing. Marty getting held to account by the excerpts. I love it. I would like somebody to unmute and ask a question with a voice that is not Bardi's. <laughs> he has been playing really well, um, Joy Berg, but I still think we need to upgrade him. That's it. He's been playing really well, but yeah, needs improving there. <laughs> Uh, okay, you, you can you can have it, Bardi. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue. I'm too tired. I'm too tired mm. to argue. Um, who's next? Thank uh, you, Dad. Really appreciate it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. We got um, Boo Boo the Fool, Dylan. Hey, what's up? What's up? How's it going? Uh, you know, just enjoying this beautiful Sunday morning, watching Tottenham get that top four. So, so Bardi might not know this, but um, Dylan's the coolest person in the Discord by far. Dylan's the, oh the coolest God. person, and also the most famous person. Yeah. In the uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. You guys are the most famous because we are all here because of y'all. <laughs> okay, but you you were on a prime time uh, TV show. Uh, yeah, that yeah, that did happen. Just another day in the office, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Pretty exciting. That all being said, that all being said, I am going to be in Europe uh, next month, so we'll love to meet up with some people if that's possible. Hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I think I have like a whole week off in London too, so I'll be around. Oh, nice. Oh well, yeah. yeah I, I will definitely come and meet you and say hi. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so my question is kind of similar to like what other people have been talking about. But I bought a Delhi jersey at the beginning of the season, and then he got transferred out. And a friend of mine made a joke saying, all right, Dylan, you got to get a Doherty jersey. And then I was like, mm, no, that sounds bad. But now he's good, um, <laughs> which then just leads me to say, like, what jersey should I buy to kick another squad player out? Like, should it be Lucas next? Which then just leads to a whole question of who should we let go? Because I really genuinely think that everybody's good enough to be on this team right now. Um, but, you know, it's like, who do we let go? Who do we keep? How do we how do we maintain this very bubbling good vibes group of players that I see happening like off the pitch on the pitch through social media? I don't know. It looks like a really good group of guys are are, are getting their shit together, and it's and it's really nice to see. Mm. I feel like Bardi um, would still take a hatchet to the squad given half the chance. So Bardi, who would you, who who do you think need who do you think will move on? Who do you think needs to move on? Or are you just I, happy having the squad in one piece? I think Winks probably gets another year just because he's got the homegrown status. I, I don't think we can afford to ship another one out. Um, I think Lucas is gone. I think Bergvine's gone. Um, as much as I like Bergvine, I think it's probably the right decision. Um, and then I think we'll probably lose Region and a, and Emerson, maybe. So I, it's not a real hatchet job. But I think it needs a little tidying up. But I do think a lot of it will depend on the money we get for Endombele and Lacelso. Interesting, interesting. So um, I think Winks will go actually M- more because I think he'll be demanding the move. Um, I mean, I think Conte someone, will just someone has to pay the money for him. Someone needs to come in and offer money, but I'm not sure who's going to buy him. Do you know? I don't think there'll be a shortage of takers for Winks because he is a a <laughs> air quotes proven Premier League player. 
he's he's an England national, no less. Um, and I think for like a, a, a middling Premier League team, he'll he'll do an absolutely fine job. And he's got the homegrown benefit as well. Um, someone said uh, Liam's just said winks to Brentford. I think yeah, that that would kind of make sense, maybe. Uh, Nathan, who who would you expect to leave, and is there anyone uh, that you'd like to leave? Yeah, get Sun out. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> everyone's trying to own me in my mentions right now by sending me sending me images of Sun with a golden boot, <laughs> but it's like I love him. Like I couldn't be happier that he has the golden boot. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I want Lucas to go, obviously. Um, but I think. Um, I think getting Domblay top because then like we can be assured because we need to get FB out of him. He, he's going to be hard to move on because he, he should demand a significant fee uh, and maybe there isn't as much excitement about him as there should be. So, so getting Domblay top and then, and then we'll know we'll have got whatever it is we're asking for for him. Mm. You don't want him just sort of sticking around in the squad. Um, you know, not involved costing wages and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely fair. I'm, I think, um, I think there will be a lot of transfer business this summer, uh, both ins and outs. I think like uh, there'll be a surprising amount of transfer business, more than we're used to dealing with. Uh, and, and poor Cal is going to be up against it to keep on top of it. I mean, it's already, the, the rumors have already gotten haywire. Hmm. Uh, it's just going to get even worse. I hope that's answered your question. Did and appreciate it and uh, look forward to catching you when you're in London. Woo! Yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Speak soon. Um, so I want to see if, uh, I want to see if Zach is ready. So Zach has won the extra inch fantasy Premier League mini league. Uh, he has had an extraordinary fantasy Premier League season, and I kind of want to. I want to have a chat with him. Zach, are you are you available? Are you able to unmute? I'm here, but this is going to be really awkward because I think my dinner is going to be ready real soon. <laughs> okay. We couldn't have really planned it worse. I do apologise. It's, it's fine. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. We'll just have a, a couple of quick words. And then if, if you get interrupted, then perhaps we'll have, a, have another uh, proper chat another time. Um, do you know where you finished at this point? Yeah, yeah. I had a check and it's uh, 78. That so is... I, had, uh, I went down a little bit. Wait, in the world? In the world? In the world. Holy shit. In the world. Can you get like a job now? Sorry, buddy, have you not been reading Wendy's emails? <laughs> no, no, no. no. They, yeah, this is the thing. So because I send them from the extra inch mm. account, they don't go to Bardi Nathan and uh, and yeah, they, they miss out. So yeah, I'm Zach, that's an amazing achievement. Seriously amazing. Uh and I, I there are millions and millions and millions of players. So this is a <laughs> it's it's a kind of once in a lifetime probably achievement. Um so bearing in mind you're probably gonna have to leave quickly. Why has this been such a good season for you? Or uh, how has I'm, this been such a good season, I guess? I feel like I'm pretty good. I didn't think it'd be this good. Um but it's all I just for me it's always just all about planning. Like you can plan like windy plans all the time, but <laughs> like he's good, but he's like not <laughs> nowhere near that level. Like how how do you plan? Because yeah, how do, how do you plan? Because a player waxing three goals and you triple captain captain him. How do you see that coming? It's more just about so captaincy is the most important part of the game. Mm. So I will always have in advance who I think I will want to captain for the next let's say like five weeks, and I'll okay. make sure my transfers are based around ensuring I always have who I think is the best captain. Okay, which and now they kits. Now, do you ever take points to change? players do you ever look at it and go i need this guy in i'm going to take the penalty here or you just don't waste points that way i do but it's 
it's rare. Okay. That's where I say planning comes into it because I, mm. I'll i always use fixtures and generally I'll make sure my team is set up so that I don't need to. Like I'll be happy to have the, the player that I think is the second best option for that week. Uh, not Obviously not captain, but just a, any random player over the best player if that player is better over the next three weeks, for example. Okay, so because I'm rubbish at this. I'm rubbish at fantasy football. and I, I don't mind admitting that. So I'm, I'm really curious. I've just got one more question. Sorry for hogging this. Um, at the start of the season when it comes to August, like you don't know who's in form or what's happening. So I always have a terrible August. So I spend the rest of the season chasing it. How do you sort out August? How do you know who you're going to pick with from the, right from the start? The, the start watch- of the season is that's when I use like FBL content the most, basically. Okay. At the start of the season, I will find out how players from other teams are doing in preseason and get a rough idea. Most of the time I'll have like at least half of my squad I, I nailed on. I know I want them. And then, yeah, I just use information to fill the gaps, basically. Okay. But, but and this, that- the start of the season is like the, the trickiest part. And did, do you have like, you're religious on having like Salah or Kane or you're, you're, you'd trade them out if you think they're going to go through a drop? Uh, pretty much would never take out Salah unless uh, I feel like I need to. Obviously, there was a couple yeah. of occasions this year where, where obviously because of AFCON and stuff, I took him out a week early and I got very lucky because he missed a penalty. But uh, yeah, generally, I'll always have Salah just because of how highly owned he is and good. So you mentioned uh, FPL content. Uh, I'm interested in how much you kind of watch, read, take in on a kind of week-to-week basis. At the start of the season, I, I watch a few videos. Uh, pretty much always just let's talk FBL. Uh, he seems like a he's great. I love Andy. Very good guy. Um, I yeah, I don't go past that. And for the rest of the season, the only content I I consume is pretty much just passive information I find from Twitter because I've I've followed like I don't know twenty odd FBL accounts and yeah, they just retweet and you just you just see. See information that way. I think that's um, a really sensible approach. I mean, my my problem. So, Bardi mentioned I'm good. I'm I'm okay at fantasy Premier League. I'm sort of above average, but um, you know, nowhere near Zach's league. And I had a horrendous game week this week. Uh, it's it's absolutely blown some of my mini leagues. I was in a good position, and I've I, I, I captain Sessignon. I took a risk and captain Sessignon, uh, and it, it didn't work out. Um, and part of my problem is that I I take in too much content, and I get I get swayed. Um, and, and it seems to me like you, you have such a clear idea of what you want to do and you, you don't budge from that. Is, is that, is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, as soon as you, there's too many other voices in your head, it just gets confusing. I'll, I'll occasionally throughout the season, I'll, I'll stick on one of his videos just to see if, um, like his thoughts are similar to mine, make sure I'm not completely going off track. Uh, and yeah, generally it's like, yeah, the same players kind of cropping up. And I'll just go with whatever my gut is. Mm. So you have to bear with me one minute. Sorry. No worries. This is this is this is good stuff. We're getting we're getting uh, inside knowledge here from a, a genuinely brilliant yeah. fantasy Premier League player. Um. So so the other thing that I want to talk to Zach about, if he if he has time, is uh, whether he lets it affect his mood. Um. Mm. Because I, I I've noticed um there's a big sort of movement in the FPL community to talking about mental health and uh and how like. So a lot of people talk about how um, fantasy Premier League affects their relationship with with football generally because it makes them want to support players they wouldn't normally want to support. And I think that's one thing. But the other thing is, no worries, no worries. I, I think um, it can really impact on your mood if you're in, in very competitive mini leagues with, with friends. Um, do, do you find that you kind of uh, have to switch off from it during the week, Zach, and just focus on the, the game week nearer the time? Uh, I'll be honest, my friends, we're all quite addicted to it. 
so we <laughs> we talk a lot about it but I, t- I don't find it really bothers my mood mm. i think probably just again going back to my friends we, we always take the piss out of each other mm. and I, so it's kind of just never feels that serious mm. uh, yeah i mean if you can keep it light uh and still finish that high up you're doing something right that's seriously impressive Dak we'll let, we'll let you go because obviously you, you need to eat um, I do that. <laughs> really like massive congratulations on, on this achievement it's so so impressive and and hopefully um, hopefully be smashing it next year as well although obviously we, do, we don't necessarily want the same winner every year in, in our mini well, league I can say I've, I'm fairly certain I won't win next year because I am moving to Australia and I don't think I'm going to oh, wow. pay that much attention, basically, other than... Oh, wow. Well, the time, time the time zone is going to be a nightmare for FPL anyway, isn't it, in terms of yeah, deadlines and whatnot? Yeah. Uh... Oh, well, well. listen, good luck in Australia as well. Um, and yeah, well, I mean, obviously, we'll keep in touch through the Discord. But huge congratulations. Very, very well done. It's an incredible achievement. Thank you very much. Cheers, everyone. Bardi, who you got lined up for uh, another question? We have got Son Renity, who's got a question. No way! <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. Hi, buddy. Can you hear me? Okay? Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, guys. Long time listener, first time caller. Um, I've been moved to <laughs> I'll ask a question to, to debunk all the rumours. Um, <laughs> so my question is quite simple, which is what bit of Arsenal all for nothing are you most excited about seeing? Hmm. So, yeah, this is uh, this is an interesting question. So I, I think we spoke in the last podcast about being excited about Arsenal's All or Nothing. Mm. And then someone made the point in the Discord, and forgive me, I can't remember who it was, but like, yeah, you really don't need to get excited about this because they will just edit it like Arsenal had a massive achievement this year. And, and like they did with Spurs, you know, Mourinho celebrating... Um, qualifying for the Europa League they're going to do that with they're going to do that with Arteta as well aren't they Are you sure I don't see how you can like I don't see how you can can phrase it that way I don't understand what what angles you can take surely the well, expectation it, like especially mid-season the expectation must have been I don't know I don't know not like I don't know how yeah I guess yeah, no, you're right because we were like we were basically on for the title during the first third of the season under Mourinho, yeah. weren't we? And then yeah, and then yeah. the end scene is him dancing. <laughs> yeah, like, they they spun the a narrative sort of like the the hope and promise of our <laughs> extremely exciting future under Jose Mourinho. Yeah, yeah, and you can just imagine, you know, the fact that they have a, a relatively young squad uh, that will be a, that will play a huge part in it. It will be kind of you know. Arteta developing his his young boys uh, and they'll come back stronger next year with this experience under their belt etc yeah. etc still going to uh, enjoy the yeah, and, and derby they don't want to upset Arsenal as well do they you know they've, they've been working with them throughout this whole year they're not going to want to shit on them at the last minute as funny as it would be and to be honest they deserve it <laughs> I totally deserve it. You can't call yourself all or nothing and then just praise up whatever happens. <laughs> yeah, all or nothing or somewhere in the middle and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Nuanced season presented by Amazon. Yeah. I think so. I think yeah. I think you guys are right. They'll just big it up. And what they will also do is spend like maybe one whole episode talking about their forty five minutes they played against Man City. <laughs> and <Yes>. their, <laughs> and then talk about their when they beat us under Nuno. Um, and then it will be all about building towards something in the future, young squad, all this kind of stuff. But today, when when Kulusevski whipped that into the top corner, I was just like, 
that's the player that Arsenal think Saka is. But Kulusevski is five times the player Saka is. If Saka, no one would care about Saka if he didn't, if he wasn't English and a young guy and playing for Arsenal because he's not that good. And I think that's <laughs> Bardi, what we see. Come on, come no, he's on. rubbish. He's rubbish. Bardi, this and, is no. He's no good, Wind. He's terrible. He let his country down. He let his country down. Let his team down. Let Arsenal fans all around the world down. And for me, he's a hero because without him, I wouldn't have had a great. I wouldn't have had a great summer last year. And and so you should love him. The fact that Italy aren't going to the World Cup is all right because Saka let Saka did good things for me, but let his country down. But he's, he is rubbish, and you can't compare him to Kulusevski, who's five times the player, more no. mature, stronger, better, better finishing, better everything. And Arsenal can get in the bin. I'm fed up of having to think about them and talk about them. They are a bad football team who were lucky to finish fifth. Everyone knows what you're doing right now. Everyone knows <laughs> that you're like doing the crowd pleasing thing of you know Arsenal. <laughs> Shit, and all their players are shit, like you did last week with Ben White. In uh, the mud, Wendy. They're in the mud, and that's exactly where they deserve to be. And do you know what's the most beautiful thing about today? They won 5 1. They Frank Lampard turned up, played all his reserve players, and they pumped them 5 1. And still they're crying, and still they've done nothing. And that's the best thing that happened today. Spurs winning. I mean, part of me was just like, had we got a nil-nil, but we pumped Norwich 5-0. They won 5-1 and it means nothing at the end of the day. They built a sandcastle. Yeah. The sea came in and it's gone. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is glorious to see them fail. Uh, it's absolutely wonderful to see them fail. Look, I, 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 I like the sentiment. I like shitting on Arsenal. Um, I, I don't think Saka's rubbish. I think Saka's really fucking good and I could see him going to Liverpool and excelling, yeah. but that's, you know, that would be funnier to me that he leaves Arsenal and goes to a bigger club. That would be amazing. He will thrive when he goes to a good club. Yeah. Like an Avery. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. But he um, wouldn't get in the Spurs team. Sessignon is a, is a better player. He wouldn't get in ahead of Kulusevski because like you say, Kulusevski is incredible. Uh, uh, would would Saka end up playing wing back? He probably would end up playing wing back. Yeah, he'd probably I end up so. playing right or left wing back at Spurs. I think it'd be a good King wing throws back. A left back. It would be a good yeah. wing back. There's no doubt about that. It'd be a good wing back. I mm. gotta give him that. Mm, mm. Yeah, he was a very good wing back for the uh, youth team for sure. Um, have we got any more questions? Yeah, Dan wants to ask a question. Dan, Dan, are you? Hello, gang. Am I on? Hey, you mate. On? How are you doing? I'm very good. I'm was having a lovely time at the pub was Arsenal fan right behind me who was just having a fucking meltdown the entire time. It was beautiful. Glorious. That's perfect. It's the, it's the perfect end to a perfect season. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so my question, sort of, obviously we're all looking to next season. It's been a lot of chat about transfers. Mm. But sort of that aside, from a sort of tactical point of view, mm. where do we think the main area for improvement is? Like not necessarily just thinking, oh, we need to bring in a better wing back or whatever. But tactically, what's the thing we need to work on? You know what I'm going to say? Because I, I keep banging on about it recently. It's uh, it's set pieces. I think that's the... yeah. I, I, I do genuinely think that um, Conte has instilled his system now. I mean... It, so and therefore um, it is simply a case of having better players for me in terms of the general tactics but I think there's a lot of work we can do with set pieces and I think that will really enhance us you know if you can if you can add another five to ten set piece goals and stop conceding several as well that that really helps it really helps and you know now he has got his his ideas uh, instilled in the players and they know what they're doing Hopefully that creates some capacity to work more in set pieces throughout the season. Nathan, any thoughts? I kind of um, going to do that annoying thing <laughs> where I sort of uh, 
don't fully accept the question in its own terms, right? Because I think where we most need to improve tactically is our like playing out from the back under pressure from the goalkeeper. Um, and I think that that only really comes through an improvement in personnel, right? So it's, 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 it's an improvement in personnel allowing us to improve tactically at playing out under pressure. At the moment, like, uh, Emerson Royale is an issue there at times. Sessignon has been an issue there at times. Um, Davinson playing at the moment. Um, but if we can improve our personnel there and then also with improved personnel, um, keep, keep working those pans that are doing so much for us. Um, then basically teams will give up on pressing us. Um, I think, and then our problem, or not necessarily our problem, but our challenge is, is opening up a mid or deep block every week. And that becomes its own skill that you develop over time because it's what you face all the time. Hmm. Bard, is there anything you'd like to add? Um, I think we can win the league if Kane is on it from day one. Ooh, that's a big call. I mean, if you think about it, we, we didn't have Kane until, what, Christmas? Um, yeah. We had an unsettled squad. If we have a nice settled squad pre-season under Conte, no um, international tournaments until until December. But um, we, we can do things, for sure. Oh, Windy will be back in two minutes and we need to fill. Uh, okay, who's got a question? Um, we have Jam, but I think Jam might have disappeared. So we can open it up to the... Uh, the coach asked a question. Nathan, do you want Ericsson back? Yes. <laughs> Which doesn't fill for two minutes very well, does it? Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, damn. He, he makes so much sense in so many ways because... Um, he can cover like whether we play uh, a five-three-two or whether we play um, a five-two-three. Like he can fill in in various different roles. He can add creativity through to central midfield, um, depending on how we want to do it. And he will probably be okay accepting like not playing, you know, twice a week necessarily because of his own his own fitness concerns. He might accept lesser minutes. Um, obviously, we know he's going to settle in well. We know he's going to work well under Conte. And it's like, it's such a challenge to find, um, players. I think I've spoken about this before, but like someone who is like simultaneously is like creative, but is not going to like contrast with Conte because that's the real problem. Mm. It's like, I've got a list of players like, oh, these are good passes of the ball, but it's like, why is it that, um, Fabregas doesn't work out under Conte? Um, but uh, Brozovic does, right? Why is it Ericsson doesn't work out for a while, but then eventually settles and is working? It's really hard, I think, to um, to scout for that profile because you just because it's going to be it's going to be like a personal thing. It's going to be um, about things you can't <laughs> measure very easily. Um, so you know that Ericsson is safe there, basically. Yep. I agree. Um, I would like to see him back. I think five subs opens us up to getting players like Ericsson and Bale back. Um, Bobby has got a question. Bobby, here we go. Bobby. Is this Bobby Docs? Bobby Docs. Bobby Docs. Come on, Bob Star. You can do it, Bobby. You (laughs) can do it. Find the unmute button. We believe in you. (laughs) This isn't working out, is it? Hello, can you hear me? (laughs) Um, Hello. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I was told to unmute. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Go for it. Uh, okay, okay, good. Uh, Introduce yourself. Who are you? I can't. Yeah, my name is uh, Garvar Thor. I'm from Iceland. So, oh, hello. What a name! I'll forgive you. <laughs> I'll forgive you if you can't pronounce it. Uh, I've just got a, a a simple question, really, uh, because uh, over the last like I don't know since January, I've kind of fallen in love with uh, Kulusevski, and uh, I was just wondering, what do you guys think he he has the ability to become like one of the b- best uh, Premier League players? Yes, yes, I do. I genuinely do. I think um, I think there's a lot more to come from Kulusevski. I think um, so. The, what tends to happen when a player comes in and just hits the ground running like this, 
uh, you you see often that the next season they will be uh, quote unquote found out by the opposition teams and they'll stop them. The thing, the reason why I think it's different for Kudosevsky is because you already know what he's going to do every time he gets the ball. He's yeah. going to cut inside on his left foot, and you still can't stop him because he's so powerful and uh, his timing is great and his spatial awareness is great and his end product is great. Uh, and for that reason, I think he genuinely can become one of the best very best Premier League players. I think he can be as impactful for us as, you know, Mares is for Man City or or Mane is for Liverpool or maybe even Salah. I mean, I, I think he's really seriously special. Um, and the, the connectivity he has with Kane and Son, the understanding that they have. I mean, even the understanding he was forming with Matt Doherty before Doherty got injured. And, and it actually has since been building with Emerson Real in the last few games. Yeah. I think it just shows that he is a really smart, intuitive footballer with a really good brain. Um, by the way, the, the, the one today where he kind of had the open goal and yeah. missed it with his right foot, I think he was passing to Son 100%. and he got it wrong. A hundred percent. It was like a, um, a pass that was on target, right? So it could go in or it could be converted. Exactly. He, like if, if Son's not there or if Son's not on the golden boot, he finishes that with his left foot. Definitely. I agree. Uh, he, I completely agree. He, he redeemed himself after that, like in the next, yeah. he uh, he uh, next done. few minutes. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, guys. No, I've, I've got a question. Like, um, what got you into Spurs? Was it Sigurdsson or Good Johnson or just um, just Spurs in general? What, what was uh, what was the inspiration behind supporting our great club? Okay, so uh, maybe like five years ago, I I started. Uh, I went to a game in Spain. And after that, I kind of fell in love with football. So I just started watching the Premier League uh, with no team that I, I supported. But uh, after a while, like pe- people say the teams, the, the teams you support will choose you. And uh, that was the case with Spurs. I just kind of I kind of fell in, in love with them. And I, I, I felt like they, they could be something very big, but I didn't want to support something that mm-hmm. was already big. So I guess that's my answer. Yeah, they definitely. That a lot of people say that a lot of, especially sort of foreign fans, find that same level of appeal where we're exciting and we're good and maybe we're going somewhere, but we're not just sort of the obvious, you know, glory hunting pigs. I think that's um, it's kind of been our brand for a while, basically. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. They they were also very fun to watch. Um, uh, it it was the first season under Pochettino, so it was it was kind of fun oh, watching. Yeah. It. Uh, anyways, uh, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. I Thank just realised. So I, I just realised. I said Sigurdsson. I probably shouldn't have. Oh dear. I mean, if it's oh the dear. truth, it's the truth. You know, if it, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was at Spurs. It's, well, you're not. You're not praising him or anything like that. You're okay. I think. Okay, I didn't. I haven't given Windy his dream and cancelled myself. That's all right. We can. We keep moving forward. <laughs> you, you live to fight another day. <laughs> it is is a matter of time, though, right? <laughs> yeah, it is a matter of time. Yeah. <laughs> We're just waiting for that that one tweet to go viral. Um, do we have any other questions lined up, Bardi? Um, no one. I mean, unless Bobby Docks has moved from his um, his AirPods to a proper headphone set. Let's have a look. If he unmutes, otherwise Give we don't. One more chance. Do, do I have another chance? Am I good? Or you're good. Back. We can hear you. Bobby. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, uh, Tim really wants me to release the next version of the down bad rankings, but I do feel <laughs> really bad for Harry. Um, so I don't know if I'll do that or not. But can you? 
Can you explain to everybody what the down bad rankings are? <laughs> no, sure. no. Do so, not explain. Do not explain this, Bobby. This yeah. is a, this is this it's is a very name. much a behind the. No, 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 no. Okay. This doesn't need explanation. And also, okay. that thread is sacred. And uh, and what you've done is just open it up to a lot of other people. I feel and bad Dappy's, because I do Dappy's these down bad rankings, <laughs> and then uh, like people are now afraid to share. I feel like at least Harry is for sure. Um, and. You know, he doesn't he doesn't want to like he wanted to win the down bad rankings. And now that he's won it, he's like, OK, well, I'm never going to tell anybody another thing that's ever happened to me. Um, oh, we love Harry. We love Harry. Bless him dearly. Um, I, I, I like I said, like I said, when I released the rankings a month ago, I um, I'm rooting for him. I hope it all works out um, anyway. Uh, I had two things that I just wanted to say. One. Um, there is a club in London that gets battered everywhere they go, and it's not goddamn Tottenham. It's us. It's uh, it's Arsenal. Uh, they get battered everywhere they go. Uh, the fact that we uh, the, if we would have bottled something in the way that they did, we never yeah. bottled anything the way in the way that they did. Um, recently, anyway. Um, Don't let me And down. then uh, yeah, <laughs> everybody's yelling at me to release the rankings. Goodness, <laughs> goodness me. Um, it pays. It pays to have celebrity. Um, anyway, so I guess I'm more so the only thing that I sort of wanted to say, I, I wanted to say like a couple of things. One, uh, if anybody in here is in the Philadelphia Spurs, like group, by the way, uh, our setup that, that was great. It was the first game I went to all year, uh, at founding fathers in Philadelphia. So if you were there, um, great atmosphere, great. Um, I hope, uh, hopefully that continues that way. And then, um, secondly, I just wanted to say, uh, Sorry to Wendy for his beloved Wickham for not um, for not coming through in the playoffs yesterday and losing yeah. to the beautiful uh, Spurs boys Dennis Serkin and Jack Clark. So and Alex um, Pritchard, Alex Pritchard, he was oh and Alex there. Pritchard, yeah, he was awesome. Him and uh, Patrick Roberts like bossed the entire game basically. For sure, for sure, I agree. Yeah, so I was at the League One playoff final yesterday. It was my first football match, live football match for two and a half years at least. It was amazing. I loved being back at live football. Uh, the Sunderland fans were incredible, um, incredible in the stadium, but also I really, I just like the Sunderland fans generally. They, they're good people. We had lots of good chats with um, very level-headed Sunderland fans. Uh, it, was a, it was a fantastic day, and, and, and Wickham obviously lost to a much better, uh, more talented, and most importantly, richer team. Uh, so they, you know, they were always the underdogs. Um, but yeah, so Jack Clark came off the bench for Sunderland and had a, a decent impact. He played pretty well, and uh, all the fans I spoke to said they would definitely take him back next year in the in the championship. So I guess we'll keep an eye on that one. Yeah. And I just have one question that I want to ask. So everybody mm. talks about how Conte can't manage Europe, basically. Um, and he, the, doing the two games a week for whatever reason, it's his preparation, etc. Um, that he just can't manage it. Why not us? I don't know. I'm, I'm an optimist. So why can't he just do it with us? Like when we have two of the best forwards in the world. Um, and I just think, uh, I don't know. He, the Champions League is like a very big, like omission on his resume. Like the furthest I think he's gotten is the quarterfinals once. Um, so like, why can't we be the club that breaks that duck for him? Um, we literally have everything that, well, we don't have everything yet. But we're close to having everything we would need to make a run in the Champions League. So um, 
basically my only thing is why shouldn't we believe in Conte for Europe? Mm. So I guess I'll leave it at that. I would I say I would say that our unique position is that so Conte arrives at club. Uh, maybe they start the first few weeks a little slow. They get up to speed and they blow the league away um, in his first season. And then maybe in his second, it's not so great or his third or whatever. And then he, he heads off. And our position here is that he's come in mid-season for us. So we're better. We, we've learned the system without having completed a full Conte season with the preseason. And I wonder if that is is the possibility that we are going into our first full Conte season better prepared and therefore needing less time to be learning the basics and more time for individual match preparation with two games a week next season. Hell yeah, this is very exciting. That That is a nice optimistic uh, note to end Bobby's question on, I think. Um, Bardi, I understand you're lining up someone else. Yeah, we got Freddie next. Oh my goodness, what have you done? Freddie, are you there? I am indeed. How are you doing, Fred? Uh, not bad. I just woke up, actually. I uh, fell asleep <laughs> after the first half and I knew it was done and dusted. I thought, fuck it, I'll have a kid. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Absolutely piss easy. So I thought, yeah, I'll get out of bed. <sighs> what a lad. How about you? What have um, I missed so far anyway? Has it been going on for a while? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, an hour and a half of, um, of, of solid content. Yeah. The best is yet to come as well. Come on then. You know what? No, no, no. Not not now. Not now. But you know what's coming up in the future is what I'm saying. Mm, mm. I think I've been summoned for a very specific reason. This is definitely your calling in life. I think. No, I feel like you've arrived. <laughs> it's been a bit aimless the last 25 years. And mm. we, we accidentally stumbled upon some magic a few months ago. Now, there's probably a lot of people here that actually haven't got a fucking clue what virgin mania is because we make a lot of like uh, in jokes about it and no one really understands it so i think what i'd probably say is that people you did a patreon post right when we uh when we actually posted all of the um, all of the matches great so people need to look at that and i think i'm at a stage now now that we've got top four as well i'm absolutely fucking ready to do this virgin mania (laughs) Wait, we need to explain because there's going to be a lot of listeners who have no idea what Virgin Mania is. <laughs> exactly, but this is... The, all right, okay. So for everyone who's actually listening, Virgin Mania was a... The inception of Virgin Mania is basically WWE 2K22 got released and they have a custom creation center in the game. And uh, there's a shit ton of exiles that we've made over the last couple months. Uh, big shout out to Greg, by the way, who made a bunch of uh, the exiles who need to... Um, well, I actually need to download still. But uh, it started off, um, I just started streaming one day on Twitch and just making people. I made like Jamie and stuff. Obviously, we've got all of the uh, all of the extra inch guys. We've got a load of ex-subs. Uh, I can't I can't promise that I'll make everyone because the more uh, the more we made, the more people signed up. So uh, we're actually probably at our maximum now. Uh, but essentially, what it's boiled down to is we did some test matches and stuff. It was absolutely hilarious. Uh, Bardi fought Dan in a cage match, which was one of the best wrestling matches ever. <laughs> uh, lost, I lost that one, though, didn't I? You lost, but I don't think you could say there was actually any losers because both of <laughs> them were on such a show. It was just unreal. The, the, the fact that you survived the, the fall off <laughs> the cage twice, I, I think you were a winner, really. And, and, and I, I guess I actually forgot to mention that all of the X-Subs have actually been like face scanned in. So they're not just like imagination. Like Bardi's guy actually, well, I say it looks like Bardi. It's a picture of Bardi. You know, everyone's everyone's is a picture of each other's basically. And uh, 
and and some have gone a lot better than than than, than others. Barty has a Hoybier tattoo as well on his back. He's got Hoybier five on his back. Yeah. <laughs> do do you have a football question? Absolutely not. No. He's been asleep. He's been asleep, Barty. He literally slept through the 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 most important game in Spurs' recent history. Yeah. Where, you know he, was, he doesn't give a fuck about football. He's all about he's all about Virgin Mania. Um, Freddie, we probably don't need to do the couch now, do we? We've you've 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 had your moment in the sun. <sighs> I suppose so. I think that's fair. I, I had a good little um, stint on the deli Q and A or watch along with Nathan a little while ago as well. So yeah, do you know, do you know what I do? I do. I do want to get you on the couch. I um, you fascinate me. You fascinate <laughs> me. Um, thank you, Freddie. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the rest of your Q and A. Cheers, mate. We have um, we have Chaim the Great has a question. I think you, I think you butchered that name, Barty. Sorry, <laughs> that's alright. Oh, you guys hear me? How should you say it then? Wait, how how should it be said? Sorry, it's Hebrew. It's Chaim. Yeah, it's like the sound. Um, no, 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 no. Um, if if it helps, just put a K. Chaim is kind of uh, close. Uh, first, thank you for for doing the pod and for having this community over the the year. It's been really exciting um, to have not only the the football community but just kind of the. Uh, discussion of life through the past uh, two years. Uh, I had a question going into the the summer. Uh, I distinctly remember uh, last summer, Romero being kind of uh, the big name we were interested in. And I was wondering, within the realm of realism, to find how you want that, what's the, what's the name you want? What's the signing that you're most interested in, the link you're most interested in, um, and then whether you think we're going to have a good good summer thanks hmm great question um nathan any any big names on your on your lists well my my big name was masrawi but he's gone to bayern um so i don't know well people are calling for bastoni and i think that's a good shout because maybe he's maybe he is um within the realms of possibility apparently of things that to be believed. and about the best center back we could sign yeah yeah he's, All right, he's fine, beautiful Bastoni's a beautiful, beautiful player. He can tackle, he can pass, he can run, he can create. He's an absolute perfect player to play. And um, Conte loves him. It'd be great. Nice. There you go. I think that's the, I think that's the answer, Chaim. Um, we're going to leave it there. Uh, before we do, in, I, I Chris Summersell to... has popped in. Do you want to get? Do you want to hear from Chris Summersell? He is. He is here. So, funnily enough, I was just going to mention Chris. So um, Chris does the Straight Off the Training Ground uh, podcast with me. All the ex-subs will know that, but but some of the the other listeners might not. Uh, he is a delightful human being. He and his partner are expecting a baby any day now. Um, look, wouldn't it be amazing if the baby arrived on the day that Spurs secured Champions League? I'm just saying it would it would be it would be very fitting. Uh, but Chris has put this tweet out today. I think it's I think it's a beautiful a beautiful tweet. So Chris's tweet says, "In the last seven seasons, we've qualified for the Champions League every single season that Jose Mourinho wasn't interfering with our football club." And on that note, we will wrap up the Q and A. Thank you so much to everyone for contributing questions, uh, coming on to speak to us. Very much appreciated. We'll be back next week with the, the standard pod. Until then, enjoy uh, in, enjoy a week of celebrations. The fact that Spurs have qualified for the Champions League. Wasn't there something from Nathan we were waiting for? There's not a soul out there <laughs> No one to hear my prayers Gimme, gimme, gimme a ginger sweet I came from Juventus and he plays on the wing Gimme, gimme, gimme a ginger sweet Number 21, his name is Guru 
Zeski.